Welcome everyone to a Stoner Sunday service. I'm Pastor Pothead. I'm a fully ordained Christian pastor through the International Council of Community Churches. This is an open service where everybody is welcome and services last no more than 30 minutes. Yes, that's right. Just like Domino's. We guarantee it 30 minutes or free. Let's pray. Father, we come before you today with humble hearts. We praise you for your goodness and mercy. We thank you for your many blessings in our lives. We ask for your guidance and wisdom as we go through this church service. Help us to open our hearts and our minds to hear from you. Amen. Now, I know I don't ask this much, but if you get a moment, if you could please retweet the space, share it with your friends, your family, people you like, people you don't like. Hey, invite John Cena. Um, let's fill the pews up one day if we can. <sighs> Sorry, it's a tough Sunday because normally the football games are over and I'm a huge Cincinnati Bengals fan and right now they're probably marching down the field to get another touchdown and I, I'm going to do the readings. So these are the readings today for our service. Um, this is the word of the Lord. We start today with Psalm 51, 1 through 3. Generous in love, God give grace. Huge in mercy, Wipe out my bad record, scrub away my guilt, soak out my sins in your laundry. I know how bad I've been. My sins are staring me down. And from Proverbs 28, 13, you can't whitewash your sins and get away with it. You find mercy by admitting and leaving them. And finally, from James 5, 16 to 18, make this your common practice. Confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you can live together whole and healed. The prayer of a person living right with God is something powerful to be reckoned with. Elijah, for instance, human just like us, prayed hard that it wouldn't rain and it didn't, not a drop for three and a half years. Then he prayed that it would rain and it did. The showers came and everything started growing again. This was the word of the Lord. Now, before we move on to the sermon today, which is on apologies, I ask that you listen to the song and just let your mind relax and come into the sanctuary. This is You Are My Sanctuary by the Porter's Gate and John Guerra.
Let us pray. Lord, help me to speak your word with faithfulness, clarity, authority, passion, wisdom, humility, and liberty. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. Amen. You know, sometimes we might offend or sin against friends and family. And if this happens, you know, we're asked to confess our sins to God and apologize to that person. Everything we must do must be sincere and a true friend fixes their relationship with others and prays for others instead of keeping pride and stubbornness within our hearts. We shouldn't let the guilt linger in our heart. We should apologize, say I'm sorry and make things right. I, I read this straight from a site that talks about um, what Christians should do when they screw up. In fact, all the sites I went to talked about confessing our sins to God. But out of the 20 sites I went to, this was the only site that included apologize to that person. Now, I asked the question today, do apologies matter? I mean, we're really looking today to see if after we screw up, if we go to that person and, and lay open our heart and say, yes, I screwed up, I won't do it again, do they matter? Do they matter to the person you're giving to? Do they matter to you? And, in, and, you know, and as God says, we can't whitewash our sins and get by with it. We have to find mercy within the admitting of our sins and the leaving them. And when I speak of sins, I'm talking of the, the mistakes, whether that we make against people or even the purposeful wrongdoings we do against people. Those are our sins. You know, if I'm, if I'm walking down a hallway and I bump into my wife and knock her down, um, that, that's an accident, but I should still apologize just because I didn't mean to do it on purpose. And it, it wasn't something that I was set out to do. I made a mistake. I knocked her down. I should apologize. My apology should be sincere. It shouldn't be, I'm sorry, maybe your eyes should have been open. No, it's, I'm sorry that I stepped into you. It was my mistake. Accept my apology and I'm going to move on. And that's the other side of this. And we're not going to talk about that today. In fact, I think we're going to talk about that next week. What does it mean to accept the apologies? Today, we're going to talk about what it really means to make those apologies. You see, apologies aren't, aren't meant to change the past. They're not meant to fix what we already broke. They're meant to change the future. It's that, it's that affecting of the relationship. You know, when, when we make a mistake, we, we have to be willing to accept our mistake 
acknowledge our mistake, remember that we made it, and then move past it. And the ultimate goal is to move past that mistake, build a relationship that's stronger, and continue on. I mean, any person who's who's been harmed, either emotionally, physically, or mentally, um, will start healing when they acknowledge that, you know, when the wrongdoer, the person who does it, acknowledges that they did something wrong, and they acknowledge it sincerely. Again, I'm talking about sincere apologies. I'm not talking about our blatant, yeah, sorry, whatever, or I'm sorry, but. Because sorry, whatever, or sorry, but means that, yeah, I screwed up, but I'm still going to do it again. Because that but, regardless of what's said after but, is, is the statement of, I know I did something wrong. Now I'm going to blame you for it. Or I'm going to blame someone else for it. I'm not going to take full responsibility for it. Within an apology, we have to take full responsibility. I mean, apologies are like the superglue of life. It, it repairs everything. If it moves and shouldn't, you either duct tape it or superglue it. And that's an apology. If it should move and you want it to move, use WD-40. Again, that's an apology. So just like WD-40 duct tape and superglue fixes everything in the world, apology should do that also. If, if you've, I'm going to tell a, a story of what happened recently and what brought on this sermon topic. I screwed up. I got very upset with someone. I let the entirety of the situation get in my head and I just continued on with that, with that um, action. And in that, I realized I made a mistake. So I apologized. And by apologizing for it, what I've done is I've opened a door to forgiveness by showing that I understand it is something wrong. I have empathy for the person that, that I wronged. But it also has this other benefit. Apologizing required me to open the door publicly to humiliation. And by opening the door publicly to humiliation, I basically am asking everyone who read my apology to be my partners in keeping me from doing it again, doing it again. I am looking for a deterrent. And also within that deterrent, I'm looking for people to be my partners in helping me avoid doing that again. And that's the other side of an apology. Apologies truly affect, benefit both the receiver and the giver. I mean, the effects of remorse and shame um, we feel when we've hurt someone else will continue to eat at us within until we admit emotion, you know, until we admit and take responsibilities for their actions. Namely, if, if we feel that guilt for what we've done. And within that apology, we are, we are trying to release that shame by saying I was wrong I won't do it again and I realize what I did I mean it, it when you have when you apologize you humble even the most arrogant and I say this because I know um, in quite a bit of my life that I'm considered quite at the top of that arrogant scale 
it helps us remain emotionally connected to those friends. When I apologize or when you apologize to people, you are trying to replace the connection that disappeared. When I wrong somebody, I, I, you break the bridge. You, you cut the rope, you burn the bridge. By apologizing, you're putting the fire out. You're repairing the connection so that your relationship can continue forward. Apologies don't always have to be accepted by the person you apologize to for you to still feel the relief and the release that comes from these apologies. So how do you apologize? Here's, here's the big question. How do I apologize when I did something wrong? The first thing you have to do to apologize is admit you did something wrong. You know, there, there's not a simple five step, hey, do one, two, three, four, five, and that's an apology. But the first step is always admitting that you messed up. So when I apologize to someone, the first thing I do and say is, I screwed up. This is what I did wrong. I don't tell them why I did something wrong. I don't look for excuses of what I did wrong. I just said I screwed up. And the next step is easy. I'm sorry. These words are almost as hard in the English language as no and yes can be. I'm sorry. And by saying, I'm sorry, or I apologize, at that moment, you are saying, I did something wrong. I know it was wrong. I should not have done it. And then after the apology, you can, basically, there's lots of places you can go. You can say, will you forgive me? Will you ask them to continue back into the into a relationship? Or, you know, past this past Thursday, the three judges, we misunderstood um, one of our competitors who was actually doing this painting for us in the background, but because we didn't see it, all we heard about was how great it was. We, we assumed that there never was going to be a painting, and we called him out on it. And then five minutes later, there was a post of the painting, and I apologized. I said what I did wrong. Hey, I, I really thought this. That was wrong of me. I apologize. Come back and join the party. And, th and that's really how it worked. And those were my three steps. There will be times that you will apologize for mistakes. And even knowing within your apology that you made a mistake, you have to expect that there'll be no forgiveness. And next week we'll talk about what forgiveness is compared to apologies. You can't always expect forgiveness for your wrongs. You can't always expect that people are going to rejoin the party when you do something wrong. Sometimes what you did is so wrong that the other people need to step away. But, and here's that but, regardless, we as people who want to live a life of empathy and grace, of love and compassion, always have to offer up the apology first. Because the one who apologizes first is brave, the one who forgives is strong. And the one who forgets the transgression after the apology and forgiveness, they're the happiest. Let us pray. Loving God, fill my heart with the love that you freely give. Make love my first and last thoughts. 
May I love others and freely give to them. Make my spirit a spirit of joy, happiness, and love for both my friends and my enemies. Help me love as abundantly as you have loved me. Now, I'm going to play a song. Um, this actually is a really cool song. I recently joined uh, a, an NFT group called the Royal Dreads. And the dread they, the pastor pothead dread they created me came with music. And this, is, this song is always with me by a band called the Music Mo Movement Band. It's a really cool <coughs> um, gospel reggae song. And I would like to share it with you. While I play this song, if you have any prayer requests, you can click on the bubble on the bottom right-hand corner. Sometimes it's blue, sometimes it's not. And put your prayer requests there. Or you can shoot me a DM and I will add your prayer requests in, into my list when we're done with the song. This is Always With Me by The Movement Band. Hopefully without commercial.
Let us pray. God, we thank you for meeting us here tonight and delivering your word. We ask on this beautiful evening that you watch over all of us. Watch over Mike uh, Pain Waves and Respector, Metaheads and Eddie, and his wife who are listening in traffic, DJ Satoshi, Anne, Bex, Kay, David, Ahadu, Cam, Callie, Kylam, Angie, Joe, Nancy, Meow, and Ray. Lord, thank you for having easy names today in the, in the group of people. We ask that you watch over us, care for us, know the thoughts and the problems in our mind, and, and just offer us that loving hug and that, that just calm we feel when when you when you love us and you care for us watch over our families and friends and our neighbors and our communities it's in your name that we pray now before we talk about tithing i have alpha to share something cool that's coming up um and this is this actually i have two bits of alpha the first bit of alpha is is in the next few weeks dread cam will be joining me up here and he's going to act as my DJ and play the music for the service, which will be really cool. Um, he's the one who brought Always With Me um, from the movement to my attention. And I thought it'd be really nice to have someone else join us. And then I believe next week, David Duran will be doing some readings for us for the service. So if you want to be involved in the service, if you'd like to do the readings that are there or or do the music for us, or even offer up the sermon that week, please let me know, and we will work together to bring you up on stage, because honestly, within the world, God has said that we are all priests, the priesthood of all men, and that and all mankind, not just men, you, you know what I mean, sorry, and in that, we should, you know, be willing to share the word, even from our own perspective. So if you'd like to do that, please shoot me a DM. We will work it out and set up a, a Sunday night for you and host it and, and give you a chance to, to either share the word, readings, music, whatever you wish, even testimony. As far as the Alpha, um, a good friend of ours, many of, many of us in here know him, is Shaggy. He runs a radio station out of his house, and he put together... A, an intro to a stoner Sunday service that I will be adding into our podcasts and probably creating a video to go with it to introduce this service to everybody out there. So this is the um, commercial that was created for us. And of course, there we go. Hey there, folks. Are you looking for a Sunday service that's a little out of the ordinary? Well, look no further. Introducing a Stoner Sunday service, the contemporary church experience that's breaking the mold. 
Every Sunday evening at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, join us for a unique 30-minute journey into the heart of the New Covenant. We're not your typical church. We're all about embracing spirituality in a relaxed, open-minded atmosphere. Picture this, a community that values love, acceptance, and grace, where our service is designed to be inclusive, thought-provoking, and above all, accessible. No dogma, no judgment, just good vibes and a great message. At a Stoner Sunday service, we explore the teachings of the New Covenant in a way that resonates with today's world. And let's not forget, we know life can get busy, so we've condensed the experience to just 30 minutes. It's the perfect way to wind down your weekend and set the tone for the week ahead. So mark your calendars, set your alarms, and join us this Sunday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time for an experience that's sure to lift your spirit and open your heart. The Stoner Sunday Service, live on Twitter Spaces and available on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get yours. So I would like to thank Shaggy for that beautiful intro for a Stoner Sunday Service that I'll be finishing up this week and getting out to to Twitter, and then I'll just ask you all to share it, of course, over and over again until the whole world knows about us. But until then, let's talk about tithing. Now, for those of you who have been in services before, you, you already understand my opinion on tithing. For those of you who have not been here, um, the first thing I want to say is we don't need your money. The tithing in this church is not the same as corporate church. I'm not asking you for a donation. What I'm asking you to do is to um, remember that we're all members of communities. And the idea of tithing is to share your time, your treasure, or your talents, or any combination of those within the communities you work, you live, and you play. Which means that if you have an elderly neighbor that can't get to the grocery store, if you go to the store for them and pick up their groceries, or you mow a neighbor's lawn, or you help someone learn to read, or you foster a pet, you donate clothes to a local homeless shelter, you work a food kitchen. It's not giving money to me so that I can hold these spaces. It's giving money, it's sharing the gifts that God has blessed you with to care for your communities. So I ask you this week, like I ask you every week, to look for those places where you can tithe within your communities and really help bring that idea of love and compassion to everybody so that we may all live together as humanity. Now that we've come to the end of the service, um, let us pray one more time, and then off we go. God, it has been a beautiful night, and we thank you for being here and for delivering your word. We ask that each soul in this place have been touched through the songs that, you, that have been presented, the preaching, and that may each of us take to heart the word that came forth. We pray that those looking for an answer received it and those that needed that special touch were granted that touch. We ask that you bless each of us and keep us safe until we're able to gather together again. And to those of you who are here, I say go into the world now with confidence. Trust that Christ is walking with you and that you are a beacon of light in a very dark world. Amen. Thank you. I love you. And I will lead us out with one more song. After I after I choke on myself, um, Amen by Natalie Lane.
I love you all. Have a beautiful day. Eddie and Brittany, drive safely. Talk to y'all later. Bye.